When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sap. This is Fightful Wrestling. It's August 15th, 2022. We are here to talk. Um, well, I don't know that we've ever talked about a Raw quite like this one ever before in the three plus years, almost three years of doing this podcast. Well, we've got Denise Salcedo here. Denise, how you doing? You had a busy weekend. We we reviewed your wiki feet on the Impact Emergence show, and here you are. Bro, well, you know, I did have a busy week. You know, I got my wiki feed page reviewed. I, mm-hmm. I got a raise for being Fightful's human resources person. Yeah. So I'm really happy about that. Uh- <laughs> that, yeah, lots of, lots of uh, stuff to get into. Uh, lots of feet to to talk about that, that we still haven't. We haven't went through the comments on your, your wiki no. feed yet. Okay, by the way, so you, because you were trashing my wiki fee page or discussing it on Tra- the air. Trashing it? You've got a 4.99 rating. You embarrassed me. And so I went on the wiki fee page and had to go and search what people were saying about my own feet. Sean, do you know what that feels like to go on there and see what people are rating my feet? It's terrible. Um, so thanks to you, I was reading some uh, a couple. They didn't. So I thought that every picture had comments. No, it's just like the general page that gets okay. comments. But okay. I hate myself because I read some of them. Oh, guys, check that out. Check no, that out. Don't. <laughs> Sean, you can literally sit here. You can promote my YouTube channel. You can promote my Twitter account. You can promote anything. But you're like, go check okay. out Denise's Wiki Hold on. page. Hold on. I don't I, get money from that. I actually meant to check out the emergence post show. That's what I meant. But oh, sorry. That's what I meant, but you I made get it. It seemed like you were going to tell people, hey, go check out Denise's Wikifee page. No, that, that shit's creepy. Uh, guys, <laughs> <Thank> leave, <you. laughs> leave a thumbs up. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it if you would subscribe. I dropped an interview with Billy Corgan this past weekend, uh, about an hour long. I've got another interview dropping this week with Damian Priest. Hope you guys enjoy it because he is going to be a, a focal point of our discussion on next week's show. But you can donate a super chat or a humper chat if you don't know what those are. Uh, that's how you get your question or statement read on the air. You can donate a super chat uh, below here on youtube.com slash fightful, or you can go to humperchats.com and do it as well. We got ATL Guru saying Mania 39 ticket sales are blowing my mind. Nearly 100,000 sold. 
in less than a week. Wasn't expecting that. They've got to open up more capacity. And Javier says thoughts on Mania already at 100,000 ticket sales. Well, I mean, scalpers are going to have a part in that, but WWE doesn't care. They're sold. The tickets have moved. We say that every time because people are like, oh, but they're secondary. Doesn't matter. WWE's getting paid, Denise. Yeah, seriously. So when I, okay, so I went on the day that they did the pre-sale on Thursday just to poke around and see what I saw, right? Yeah. And so Hang out I with went, Jimmy Hart? So, no, I'm talking about on the website, hmm. like on the actual website. So, oh no, I think it was Wednesday that they did the pre-sale. Whatever day that they did the pre-sale, I hmm. logged on to the website and I saw that all the combo tickets were completely gone there. And I tried to get some just for the hell of it. And so I was clicking on them. And every time I was about to purchase, just because I wanted to see what the total would be in all of this, um, it was like, oh, another fan grabbed it. Another fan grabbed it. And so I was like, okay, well, good, I guess. Uh, obviously, you know, scalpers do have a huge part in that. But let me tell you, though, Sean, um, what an incredible freaking feeling it was to stand in the freaking field at SoFi Stadium. Oh, like, so cool. I was just looking around thinking, my God, like looking at all of the seats and there was only a couple of portions where they uh, let fans sit in for that WrestleMania launch party and all of the fans pretty much got to be on the field. It was like a little experience that they got to do, but it was freaking nuts. Let me tell you, WrestleMania at SoFi is going to be crazy. It's going to be like another experience just based on that little preview that I got. Very excited considering the direction of this show, other shows of late. Uh, we've got KE775 says, you heard any more about any returns on the horizon for Raw and SmackDown? Uh, we had a report on FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe. Uh, recently that Triple H is not looking to take his foot off the gas pedal. He's he's actively searching to bring back uh, more people and and bring in talent that he thinks fits this roster. And that's the right thing to do. He needs to do that. He it, it got boring. The show was boring. It was repetitive. It was the same old shit. And uh, yeah, I would. I, nobody I've heard that for sure is coming in yet. It, it the way it's been is we usually find out about twenty four hours or less before. Like we found out about Hit Row, Dexter Loomis, Karrion Cross, and Scarlet. Uh, all within a day of them coming back. Dakota Kai, we didn't know until it happened. EO Sky, we didn't know she was staying until it happened. Well, here's the thing, and I can tell you from like personal experience, like having done like little appearances here and there, they move very, very fast. It's like one day, you'll get a phone call one day. The next two days, it's like, hey, this is happening. Here's what's going on. Like that's the one thing that I think WWE is really great at is making sure that, Whenever they say they're going to do something, it's like, okay, we're going to like, let's say you get a call on Tuesday. By Wednesday, you got information. Thursday, you're good to go. Friday, you're on or whatever yeah. the situation is. So that is one of the things that they're very, very fast when it comes to making these types of decisions. Dick the Cock Johnson says everyone said he wouldn't bring back black and gold NXT to the main roster. Triple H said bet. Awesome show. It was an awesome show. You know what I notice about this show, Denise? There's what? not a lot of standing around and waiting, and that's what Nicholas763 says. No one's waiting in the ring for 20 minutes. Better, longer matches. Endings that make sense. Better promos, more superstars used. Triple H says, we got three hours. Let's use those three hours. We're not going to have somebody camp out like they're Denise Salcedo in line for Taylor Swift tickets in the ring for 20 minutes. That ain't happening anymore. 
We're getting matches. We're getting things that actually matter. We're getting progression. We're getting st- people are always like, I don't want to say people. Some people are like, oh, well, the, the match has to mean something. They told they tell stories in the ring. Look at what Kevin Owens and Drew did tonight. Look at what Ziggler and Theory did over the last several weeks that led to a main event match tonight. Look at what Miz, Ciampa, Cedric, and Mustafa Ali did tonight. They they all did incredible. And uh, apparently we do incredible too because Rar Espada sent, us up, sent a Humper chat that said, not a question, just wanted to thank SRS for being such an awesome guy. Congrats to Denise on getting married. And I wanted to say that WrestleTalk no longer having the Friday show with Denise is what led me over to Fightful and Fightful Select. Thanks for being awesome. I will say one thing. If nothing else, us just outlasting other people has gotten us a lot of business, Denise. We're and the I, last team standing. I know. And I love I love the WrestleTalk guys. I adore all of them. But us just simply outlasting people. We had, we had this war of attrition with wwe we were like the only people us and wrestling inc were like the only websites besides you know like jason solomon and jd and people like that that were covering like on their own we were like the only two websites covering this shit live as it happened after the show everybody else dipped out like steven larson dipped out and wrestle talk dipped out and like all these people and here we are we're reaping the benefits now that the show doesn't suck denise we did it so what you're telling me is that we're that girl that waited for the guy to like finish going around, making a fool of himself. And he finally Listen, got God serious. Listen, God damn it. We took off our glasses and our paint covered overalls and we became the prettiest girl at the prom. There and you now go. everybody wants to dance with us. In Simmons says raw felt very black and gold NXT on a Wednesday. And I mean that in a good way. Also, bring back Bronson Reed. He had a huge win and looks great. Well, I mean, that's a thing that Bronson Reed has to weigh. Would he rather come back to WWE where he knows his job is more secure and he's got somebody that will book him better? Or does he want to hang out in Japan where they were just like, hey, you're beating Okada? Here's the thing, like, it honestly just depends on every single person because, Sean, at the end of the day, there's still a lot of freedom with not being signed to a certain company. There's so much freedom with that and places you can go, things you can do. So this really does depend on each and every single wrestler and what they want to do, whether or not the goal is to still sign with, you know, a company like AEW or WWE or go abroad, whatever it is that they want to do. But I do think that, you know, the... The freelance life is pretty glamorous for people, I, th- I think. For some, for some, not yeah. for all, but for some. Sid McAwesome says, if TK can fit a whole fast-paced awesome show into an hour of Rampage, Triple H can make three hours mean something. I agree. This was the first Raw in a very long time that the first two hours really, really flew by, like flew by. And granted, I started watching 20 minutes late, so deduct that from my time. But uh, regardless, I thought that the show really did fly by today. And that's something that I don't think I have said in a very long time for an episode of Raw. We had the Judgment Day promo. Nicholas says, I truly feel Judgment Day opening Raw was the right choice because it makes it feel more important. Well, they lied and said that the Mysterios weren't there. Ray was. Edge is not there, though. I'll have more on that next week uh, on FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe. But I do love that Rhea is basically saying she's Dominic's poppy. Like, that is that is good shit. Um, Ray comes out, whips ass with a steel chair, but won't hit Rhea. 
so then he gets he gets beaten up a little bit. How did you feel that this went? This is this is pretty straightforward. It was Damian Priest talking trash about Edge, hyping up their match for next week because Edge isn't around to do it. I love that they're hyping up this match for next week because it'll probably main event the show. And as we see tonight, that, that can work. You can, they're going to have a banger. They're going to have an absolute banger. Finn Balor is setting up for Edge, probably a clash at the castle, something like that. And then Rhea has like a feud of her own with Dominic right now. So there was one thing I liked and one thing I didn't like. So the one thing I don't like is the lighting. Uh, keep staying on during their promo. To me, it just it's very distracting. Kind of, I'm not in love with the lighting. I don't like. I don't really like it to be honest. It just doesn't work for me. But uh, the one thing that I did like that I do want to put over is that promo specifically from Damian Priest because I thought he was the one that really kind of nailed it when he started talking about wanting to retire Edge. And I like that he made it where he was like, I don't just want to retire him and for you to go back to the retirement that you had where you were doing movies and appearances and this and that. He was like, I'm going to retire you and Beth is going to have to feed you from a tube. Uh, I kind of like that he took it that he had a little bit he was a little bit more descriptive with this so i thought damien priest did a really good job uh with his portion of the promos and i think that the whole Rhea dom thing is honestly working out pretty well because people want to see that like that's the one thing that dominic has done has been part of that people want to see so honestly good for you know they're making it work uh this is a fine okay way to open up the show and Traver, our good friend, says, hi, Denise. Hi, Sean. I want to stop by and say hi. Keep up the good work. My Fightful family still doing my diecast stuff. Uh, check out our friend Tim Traver. He does the diecast collective. He shows off a, a bunch of diecast cards. We always love hearing from him. Hope your, your dad's doing well, too, Tim. Jambeard says, Fightful suffered through the sins of Raw for us. Yep, we did. We sure did. Sean, do you remember every single week, it was like constant super chats and humper chats of, here's $5 for watching the show because I did it. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. And like, listen, guys, I still want those $5 show you guys. Hey, there's still going to be people that are not going to watch the show. I mean, They're still going to wait. They're sure, still going to be thankful for us. There's but, not everybody can donate three hours of their time every week. I'll say this, and, and happy birthday to Royer Crosby Patton here. Uh, I, I want to say our most successful shows are the ones where great things happen. Like our Wednesday show rakes in money because it's AEW, and people are excited to talk about it generally. Thanks, like, Sean, for notifying everybody that I'm on the Jobber show. Thanks. No, Continue I mean on. – this is still like I remember when I got brought on to Fight Falls, like, oh my God, I'm on the Raw Post show. This is gonna be the, that was the main plus one plus show. And it then was. I went <laughs> as soon as AEW got its own show, <laughs> it became the number one show. But listen, listen, I can't have Alex on this show because he just discriminately hates everything. Cheap plug for sour graps over on Fightful Select. Uh, that's where we have Alex Pawlowski's show where he hates everything. But I mean, this is the second most viewed show uh, on Fightful. So thank you. Good. I just love being number two. I just love being a B, a B player, a B movie star. Thank you, Sean. Nerd Guru says Dominic is a very lucky man, is all I'm going to say. Rhea is shining of late. Get out of here. Get out of here. Evangelina Gray says, I want to see Rhea throw Ray at Dom like a dodgeball. <laughs> I would I love that. I think there's that. a lot of cool things we'd want to see there 
I would love that. In a violent way, not like a inappropriate way. Yeah. Alexa and Asuka defeated Nikki and Dewdrop. Afterwards, Nikki and Dewdrop looked dejected on social media, but Nikki has ditched the cape. She's got a more serious type of look. Uh, she's got the leather jacket. I loved this. This this opened with a, a match with stakes. It's the tag team title tournament. They went at a fast pace. And Sean, I can't remember who it was that Sean Michaels told that like this is just the style now. This is the style that WWE should adopt for their TV. And the crowd responded to this style, Denise. Fast paced with stakes, two people that they care about in Asuka and Alexa Bliss. And I mean, Nikki was world champion a year ago. And what happened under Vince McMahon? Nothing. Nothing happened. Dewdrop is a person that Triple H has very clearly seen something in and could perform in the ring. It was Kevin Nash that Shawn Michaels told that, by the way. But um, I thought this was a great way to make this tournament seem even more important. And now you got two former world champions moving on to the next round. Yeah, and obviously we knew who the winners of this match were going to be just based off seeing the bracket and the predictions and whatnot. But I think that what I particularly liked about this match was that they set up Dewdrop to be a dominant factor in this match where it was like, okay, she's the one that's going to be, you know, a little bit of extra work to actually take down and out during this match. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And they set it up so that eventually we got to the point towards the end where Asuka and uh, Alexa Bliss we're basically doing everything in their power just to take down Dewdrop. Like she didn't just come down with one move or two moves or anything like that. They actually took a while to bring her down. And I like that because, you know, when you have somebody like Dewdrop, why not utilize, you know, what she has and bring like what she brings to the table? You know, she brings size, she brings power. Okay, so utilize that to your advantage in storytelling that you're doing in the match. And I feel that's what we got during this. This was quick. They didn't have, they didn't, uh, they didn't, overdo it so much it was a good amount of time uh the winners that we knew were gonna win won, but they won in a good way i really liked this match i really liked it too um we've got ke775 says feels nikki and Dewdrop need to be refreshed or repackaged i think they need some motivation and i think this will be their motivation and i love the way that this played out uh, i like nikki and Dewdrop as a team too if, if you're not going to um, if you're not going to utilize them in a singles capacity, make them a good tag team. Will says, here's a super chat for letting me know what happened on Raw while I watch Better Call Saul finale. That's where I'm <laughs> headed right after this. Uh, it's going to be a bummer for me for the last, gosh, 12 years. I've watched something Breaking Bad and it's coming to an end. Cyclops is better than Wolverine says his name is Dom, but he's treated like a sub. Oh, God damn, man. Denise, do you know what that means? No, a sub like a subway sub. What's a stop, Sean? Please don't tell me this is something bad. I'm gonna send you. I've the been link. educating myself, man. I ask questions now. Uh, so we're not the... talking about a subway sub. Denise. Oh, the subway station. Uh uh. No, keep guessing, Denise. <laughs> okay, keep... can you say the saying again? 
Can you read it again? I'm gonna... His name may be Dom, but he's being treated like a sub. Come on, Denise. Oh, why do you look Oh, like... a substitute teacher. <laughs> okay, first off, I want to know why you think that this would mean that he's getting treated like a substitute teacher. Because there's like a whole porn category on substitute teachers and teachers. What? And stuff. Wait, Everybody wait. knows this. Schoolgirl no, stuff? No. So, wait. Even I know this. I've seen hold the on, Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Substitute teacher porn? I Denise. mean, I'm sure it falls into the category well, of no, like, no, 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 no. You just sat here. Fetishes. Denise, Denise, hold on. Hold okay, on. Why would it be such a different like teacher student fetish and su substitute teacher that's, student fetish? I don't wild. know. A substitute teacher that is wildly specific. Well, because you said sub and you said it was not subway subs and it wasn't subs like the subway station. So what other sub do I know? Substitute teachers. Okay. So subtraction. I... No. Okay. You see what I mean? I don't know any other sub. <laughs> James says chat loses its mind. J Storm 05 Games says this poor no. shelter child. Okay, hold no, on. I've, oh, no, 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 no. I've There's... studied. <laughs> there is a, a thing that you just said that I want to we gotta rewind a little bit. You said substitute Pete teacher porn. Everybody knows that. Please, please elaborate. He talks about like sexy schoolgirl stuff. You know, I've seen the costumes. I've seen it on TV. It's Denise, a thing. Denise, people don't talk about sexy substitute teachers. That <laughs> I thought they would because Van Halen did not. Van Halen there permanently. So if you got like a teacher fetish, I'm just saying it would make more sense to fall in love Listen. with your substitute than your actual teacher. Listen, Van Halen did not sing, I'm hot for substitute teacher. Okay, can you that please didn't explain happen. the saying to me then? Jambeard says, what school did Denise go to? Oh, man. Like, this is... Okay, so substitute teacher, not a porn post. category. They just no. fall under generic teacher you know what? category. I bet you could find some. I'm sure you could. There's porn of everything. But still, that ain't it. Okay, now, well, can you at least explain to me what's happening? James says, Sean, don't ruin her. Let her use Google later. Subhost. Oh, no. Oh, no. Subhost. Tim Traver, by the way, is going to a baseball game. What do I do? <laughs> What do I do, Sean? Get back up here and host this show. <laughs> Are you choking to death? Oh, baseball game. Tim, I'm, I love that for you, buddy. <sighs> Trevor L says, this has turned into a fantastic night. It's a step host thing over again. You studied. What did you I studied? Study? I made sure to ask questions now so that whenever there's a situation where we're on the show and I don't get a saying like, Oh, uh, the step posting like last time. Remember when I didn't get that and that ended up being a whole thing. Denise. I didn't want that to happen again. So now I ask questions and I find out things so that when I come on here, I don't look like a dummy. And here I am again, looking oh. like a dummy. Denise, you are so far further removed from getting the point on this than you were step host. So it, you're not even close. But why'd you give me that face? <sighs> Hashtag sub host. Punk, punk, substitute okay. teacher. I'm crying. So, can you explain it now? 
so that maybe I know where I am on this whole spectrum. So none of those subs. Okay, Denise, I am going to send you. My phone is vibrating a lot. I feel like I need to check because usually when stuff like this happens, someone explaining things to me. I am going to send you in the private chat. By the way, somebody said submarine rule thirty-four, Sean. It exists. Cyclops says, holy cow, I think I just broke Denise. She's lost. JW Pringle, poor step host. So substitute category teacher porn thing does exist. Joel Woods says, dear God, Denise. Jambeard says, step host doesn't know sub or dom. Oh, my. And SC Mall says, someone tell Denise to get her mind out of the gutter. (laughs) Oh, I found out what sub means. Here you go. Here you go. No, I I just found out. I want you to click this link. And then somebody says, what was Denise watching on her honeymoon? Denise, I want you... I found out. I want I you I read to. The, I read. I read what you said. I get it now. Okay, hold on. You should have just told me. No, no, no. It was what not we're that bad. Do, we are going to have you read this definition <clears throat> on the air. A person in BDSM who submits to a dominant person, a submissive can be a slave and/or the bottom, the person being tied up or whipped, etc. Janet was a sub. Janet was a submissive in bed, but she knew how to stand up for herself when her boss tried to push her around. You go, Janet. I know what a submissive is. I just didn't know that's what he was talking about. I'm yes, sorry. Of course. It's a submissive teacher. Yeah. It's just when I think Who of the farted? word sub, submissive does not come up. Denise think- went from step host to sub host. This is great. Subscribers, there you go. That's another sub. Denise is about to blow up tonight. (laughs) Steven says, this could be the best Denise mind gap thing ever. Denise has never seen Fifty Shades of Grey confirmed. Have you watched that? No. Me either. I just don't want to watch it. Oh, man. I want to cry. Well, um, thanks for getting our super chats up there. Oh, you're welcome. Or our, our, as we'll call them tonight, subber chats. Also, I now know that my studying did not pay off. Yeah, you you got that right. Uh, Meet Normus <laughs> says, as a former substitute teacher, I'm not familiar with that porn category step post. Congrats, by the way. I don't want, Meet, I'm not talking anymore until we talk about wrestling again. Meet Normus wants us to jointly renew our vows at some point with Maki Ito singing Doja Cat and Swifty. I would do that. I would. Dude, what? I would I do that. I, I would have a joint vowel renewal. I mean, we're, we're going to a Cleveland baseball game. I'd stoop oh, to yeah, almost we anything. Are. We're doing that. And it's going to be hot dog dollar night. Very yeah. looking forward to that. Glizzy, glizzy, glizzy. Omar Diaz says, Denise, will you ever do a show with Alex? Oh, sorry. I was thinking, I know a bunch of Alexes, so I was trying to figure out which Alex we were talking about, so it took me a second. I've done a show with Alex. Have you? Yeah, we've done the, was it NXT or was it Impact? Okay. One of those shows. It was a a three-person. You were on it. Okay. I can't remember. David Bro, says, so what do you guys want to talk about? the one that was on the show with us when we were in 360 degrees? Oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> that was us three, right? When yeah, our show was. was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, we got a bunch of super chats to get through. Maddie says, do you all think Dewdrop will get her name back? I envision it'll be similar how Chad Gable changed from Shorty G. I do think she'll get her name back eventually. Uh, if she's having that conversation with Triple H, I would imagine she wants it to change. And if she wants it to change, I'm sure it will. Hoof Hearted says, Dominic needs to be the human dart like his dad. He's a little too big, though, I think. JP yeah. says, JP says, Sean, Denise, love the show. We are getting Will Osprey versus Omega on Wednesday. How doesn't Denise know anything about everything? I got what? the hiccups now. My God. Oh, oh, we're talking about sex stuff. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I am very excited for Omega. Nicholas says, it's okay, Denise. This is the second, not first watch show. So not everyone will know. <laughs> this is, you know, that step post stuff. I still get step post comments everywhere. Okay. You should. We just posted it on our TikTok, by the way. Oh, follow lovely. Us, follow us on TikTok. Uh, we are at fightful.com by the way, on TikTok. Uh, we've got the wonderful Professor Nick who is doing content for us. I occasionally do, and we got lots of clips as well. We got uh, Miz and Ciampa against Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander. This was a slapper. So apparently Mustafa Ali taking a top rope Canadian destroyer main event last week didn't get him any heat because he was there working a 10 to 15 minute tag team match with Cedric Alexander Killing it with Miz and Champa. There were some spots in this match, like uh, the drop kick into the sunset flip uh, that that Ali and Cedric did. Just that that finish, the upside down kick. Miz and Champa, like I had no confidence in them as a unit when Vince was there. Now, oh my god, like Miz compliments Champa so much because it's Miz, the guy who's been on the main roster for 12, 13 years that is putting over Ciampa, doing his taunts and his mannerisms and things like that and integrating him into stuff, I think that goes a long way because what Vince would have done is just make Ciampa his lackey. What do you think of this match, and, and how are you feeling about this team? All right, so first of all, I want to start off by saying that uh, the one thing, the first thing that I noticed was right off the bat was commentary was really kind of pushing that we're seeing a lot more new teams forming together. And I'm thinking, okay, well, they didn't throw that in just for shits and giggles. Like, they threw that in for a reason. And so I feel like that's maybe a sign that, hey, we are actually going to be forming new teams now, and we're going to be doing something with our tag team division. So that's something to get excited about. Um, for the match itself, I freaking loved that dive from Mustafa Ali. I thought that it was just, it, was, it just looked extra cool, I think. He really hit the speed and just kind of came out of nowhere. So I really liked that. That that was sick. Um, I love Loved the knee from Champa to Mustafa Ali when he did the 450. I thought that was really incredible. The ending, the ending felt very, very exclamation point to me. Like it felt like a really good ending with the fairy tale ending uh, from Champa. I thought that was really good. So I liked all of that. Love the finish, everything. Now I will say this. So you were talking about how like Miz and Ciampa as a team together under Vince McMahon, we really didn't have much hope. And quite frankly, it was a little bit irritating seeing them thrown together. At least that's how I felt. I felt a little bit irritated. I really wasn't all that interested. Today, when they did that little backstage promo where they took out the little photos and the little name tag and this and that, and then just the, I think the overall intensity afterwards that they had together uh, after they won their match and they're like looking in the camera and they're like, yeah, and screaming and this and that i kind of liked all of that too 
Will I say that I'm so like in love with them being a tag team? No. Do I like it more today than I did two weeks ago than I did a week to a week ago? Yes. Me too. And it, is it my first, second, third choice? No, it's not. But I think they're doing really good with it. It seemed like Mustafa Ali and um, T-Bar, it was, were making a point on main event. They were very much making a point last week. And anybody who hasn't watched this, this may be the only time I ever tell you this, go watch main event last week. The finish was a top rope Canadian destroyer. It was insane. And he didn't get heat from it. He got put on Raw, and he had a killer match. And I don't think that Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali got hurt a bit here. They got beat by a former NXT champion and a former WrestleMania main eventer, a guy who was world champion last year. So um, I got a lot of optimism for the way that things are going because the first week what Triple H did was establish the U.S. title. What he's done the last two weeks helped establish the women's tag team titles. This week, it seemed like he was really focusing a lot, like let's give this tag team division some love. Now that being said, didn't get the Street Profits or American Alpha. They were on main event, but we don't need to see them every week. We've seen them way too much lately. So let some other people have some shine. Yeah, I think I so too. That was definitely something that was very clear. Like I said, the second they mentioned the whole like, we're seeing new teams. I forgot exactly how they said it verbatim, but they did say like, oh, you know, we're seeing a lot of new teams, this and that. So I kind of felt like that was a little... Hey, for all of you guys that were concerned about the lack of tag teams, we're, we know, we know, and we're working on it. That's what and I read it as. I'm going to look up the uh, SmackDown roster because if you look up and down that roster, even if it's not full-time teams, you got the Brawling Brutes, Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser, Hit Row, Los Lotharios, Maximum Male Models, New Day, Jinder and Shanky, Viking Raiders and Usos. So you at least have a lot to pick from there. It's just, unfortunately, several of those were beat down to such a degree to where they're not considered credible threats. That's what I'm looking forward to being established now. And that's what I want to see. Raw does not have that. Raw has Alpha Academy, Champa and Miz, Judgment Day, who don't team that much. The Mysterio family, who we, we've seen it the Street Profits, and technically the Usos because they're tag champs. Uh, we we got Cedric and uh, and Mustafa now, but they need to add – they probably need to add two more really good teams. And they lost a big one in Riddle and Orton. Yep. So that was a huge hit there too because for, for a long time, they were that division. Yeah. Got a bunch of super chats. Can't imagine what about Eric Brady says. You'll always be our favorite number two, Denise. Geo says Denise is so innocent. It's hilarious. Harold says that's Mrs. Subhost. If <laughs> you're nasty. And <laughs> Joe, is, you know, what's worse. I love subs. I go all the time to Jersey Mike's to get subs. Oh. I love them so much. And now I'm never going to look at you them. You heard the it same here, again. guys. Denise loves subs. She loves them. Joe A says, here's five dollars. No, I for don't, but not in that way. Not you in just that said way. It. It's a direct no, quote. Hold on. I reread the freaking thing. And but I know, but muted. Denise loves subs. Joe A says, here's five dollars for step host having to deal with all the nonsense on the last few reviews. Also, keep the nonsense coming. 
That is true. I don't get enough credit for dealing with your shit, Sean. <laughs> I don't know what what side of the bed you're going to wake listen. up on every time you come Here's on the these thing. damn shows. Here's the thing. Sometimes I'll tweet stuff and you get time to think about it. You're like, eh, why can't I tweet Sean? Let me sit here and ponder on it. Let me think of something really cute or mean. But here's the thing, Denise. When we are when we are face to face, virtually in person, you can't do it. You can't okay, out on. shit talk me. Hold on. Here's the thing. Muted. You can't out shit talk me. Because if you do, I'll just mute because- you. <laughs> Amazing. Kim Gray says, had to help my son with a crap ton of homework tonight for school and missed much of Raw. Sounds like it's worth catching on Hulu. Kim, I would absolutely catch it on Hulu. I, I really would. Jam Beard says, the days of us paying for random super chats for you guys to not talk about Raw might be coming to an end. Oh, don't worry. We got all kinds of porns to, to talk about. All kinds of them. <laughs> That's what we're doing. In- N. Simmons says, Denise is the cousin who walks in the room on Thanksgiving and everyone changes the conversation. If it's anything sex-related because she's too innocent. I had that happen to me with a famous wrestler. Who? You know who. You know who. Okay. A mutual. Who was once telling a story in a room full of guys and then realized that I was there listening and didn't tell the ending of that story i'm i'm not surprised i'm not surprised because he is a gentleman he really is yes a wonderful person uh but (laughs) we got we got me that does happen yes meet normus says even with triple h in charge i can't sit through three hours of raw live instead i watched my shoulders parallel to my tv like a sports entertainer the show was good and the crowd was good though Uh, i liked it a lot but i'll tell you what else i liked when I was on the West Coast, I was able to keep up with the show thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. When I came over to L.A., Denise's place of business, I wanted to watch it on my Surface Pro as opposed to on TV. That way I could rewind and all that. But my TV service was like, no, we're showing it three hours later there. So what did I do? I got NordVPN.com slash Fightful fired up. Changed my virtual location with just one click. Got on the fastest VPN in the world. Denise, are you burying our sponsor by saying it's crap? No, I'm covering my face because I feel like crap. Why? Because I don't have NordVPN Well, you need it. Well, listen to this. NordVPN.com slash Fightful gives you four months free. I know it says one additional month for free on that graphic. How about four? How about a great deal? How about a 30-day money-back guarantee? How about online threat protection? How about it works on all your devices as well? Maybe you missed the WDB network and you want to get it in Canada. Maybe you want AEW+. Maybe you want overseas services to uh, more affordably purchase that UFC pay-per-view that happens this weekend. NordVPN.com slash Fightful makes that a reality. You're going to be saving money right out of the gate with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Truly love it. That's how I buy all the UFC pay-per-views now. Check it out, my friends. Sheldon Jackson says, Denise Subsado. <laughs> Jambeard says, Dear Subhost, what's your opinion on the leather that Judgment Day wears? It's nice. But I don't eat leather like you do, Sean. I don't eat leather. You do like to eat leather. <laughs> Denise. <gasps> what? On. Is that rude? 
it's not rude. It's just I did a character this week on TikTok that, that kind of sounded like the character that. Well, I'm sorry. It's the only accent I, I can like. do, Sean. So you're just going to have to bear with me, okay? I can do um, one accent, and it's my Sean Ross sap accent. David says, Sean, when's the last time Edge wrestled on Raw? He wrestled Orton uh, last year at the Thunderdome. Outside of the Thunderdome, it was uh, March 28th, 2011. Uh, Edge and Christian, uh, of all people, defeated Alberto Del Rio and Brodus Clay. Uh, Brodus Clay, who was involved in the most buzzworthy article that I had today, if you could believe it, Denise. Billy Corgan says, oh, can you separate the, the wrestler from the talent, Tyrus? To which I felt, what talent? He can barely walk. <laughs> I mean, the rest of the interview was great. It was great. <laughs> Billy was awesome. But I'm like, he is the worst television wrestler in the world right now, I think. Dominic, I have... Dominic is so many miles beyond better than Tyrus right now. Like, if they said, hey, we are replacing Dom Tyrus with Dominic Mysterio against Trevor Murdoch, I'd be like, hell yeah, man. That'd be great. All right. I I'll tell you what got me. Billy Corgan, who, again, I loved interviewing him. Interviewing him, it was great. He was like, well, I delegate to people that I trust, and I knew Tyrus in TNA. We go back since then. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, tell me about Matt Cardona. And he goes, well, I also know Chelsea since the TNA days, and she personally vouched for him. And I'm like, listen, everybody knows Chelsea's my friend. We get along really great. But why, why do you got to take her word for it? The man's been on TV for 14 years. You... Come on now. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? No comment. He's about to he's about to hit up Dixie Carter and ask for hiring advice or something. Joel says I can definitely separate the talent from the individual. I can confidently say they both suck equally. Who's better, Kali or Tyrus? Uh Kali when he wrestled without a doubt is better I'm than Tyrus is now. Kali, so. Yeah, I mean Kali's way better. Um, Valab says Tyrus is a known clown and Billy Corgan's the whole circus for defending him. Listen, the rest of that interview was really great. And I appreciated the insight. He had great responses about like Tony Khan, Zicky Dice, um, Matt Cardona, Nick Aldis. We talked about the Simpsons. It is a great interview. It's just that one. I was like, how can you defend this? It completely separate of the political stuff. The man is actively bad and you guys do not hear me saying that about a lot of performers. Like, I'm just not going to say it. The man is actively bad. There is no reason he should have beat Pope last year. But this ain't an NWA podcast. So let's move on. That's don't you have no, you have Jeremy covering that, right? And Steven? I ain't got anybody covering that bullshit. No? Roy Aww. says, yeah, Steven's <laughs> probably covering it. Roy says, Poor this Steven. has to be. Roy says, this has to be a bit to get more super chats. I refuse to believe it. One day, Denise and I will manufacture something like that. Manufacture something like what? Hating somebody? No, no. Not the sub host somebody? thing. The sub host thing. Oh, the sub host thing. Oh, oh, sorry. No. Oh, God, no. I. It's. It gets worse if you knew me in, in like real life. Orion Ben says Sean took the Elias family pick. The kid was a breeze. Let's show this freaking picture. They had Elias's grandpa, Ernie, or it's his dad, Ernie. And the family photo. Look at that kid. 
Amazing. This is Here, awesome. Now, here's the thing that I love the most about this, Denise. They couldn't even just like Photoshop in an old real Elias photo. They did one with the fake beard on it. Like they did. Like what? What the hell? You've so, got pictures of uh, when he was Elias. Like put it so put put the picture back up, Sean, because someone pointed out to me that watch put it back up. The old the Ernie. He has a jug full of piss in the back. And I didn't notice that until somebody else pointed it out. And then I was trying to zoom in to see what was written on the chart because I'm pretty sure some glorious stuff written on there. Yeah. But I couldn't see any of it. But here's so the blue, the guy in the blue is now Alrod, right? Because we've never seen yes. Alrod. That's for sure, Alrod. Okay, so then what do we call the little granny at the end? What's her name? Oh, I don't know. Eleanor. Eleanor. Okay. Eleanor. I love this. This was great. This was good stuff. Jerry says, Hey guys, love your show. Loved Raw tonight. I'll be honest. I did already watch Raw voluntarily, but now I can actually bear watching live rather than starting 90 minutes late and catching up at the end. I've been the same way. I haven't felt bad about watching the show from start to end. Have you been watching that way or, or still catching up? No, I always watch live, except for today. I fell behind by 20 minutes because I was on a phone call. But aside from that, I always watch live. Ah. James says, isn't Miz a Grand yeah, Slam Sean, champion? People call me. I speak on the phone. You're like, oh, she talks on the phone. What? Nobody calls Denise. Sorry. I'm not you that every 10 seconds, I'm like, oh, someone's calling me for a scoop. Mm -hmm. What? Do we, do we want to? No, we don't want to talk about who called me right before we went on. No, air. we don't. We definitely don't. But want I knew. To. No, I knew it was good when you answered the phone and made sure to mute yourself so you can talk privately. And I was like, "Don't worry, Sean. I'm not going to be listening in on your conversation. I'm enough of a decent human listen, being to not listen. butt into your conversation." When Triple oh, H, no. when Triple H calls right after Raw, I answer the phone. Although, Jam Beard, Jam Beard yeah, says that 450 knee though. It was, it was amazing. It was really amazing. In Simmons says I still don't trust Champa because he's Champa, and I like that they're making him and the Miz work well. So when he turns, it'll mean something. Yeah, he'll be a big baby face too, just by being him. Like Kevin Owens doesn't have to be a baby face. He's just Kevin Owens. I think Champa will work that way too. Nicholas says, when Vince was in charge, commentary made a comment and said, every main character needs a backup, but now Ciampa and Miz are equal. I love it now. It does yeah. seem like a more concentrated effort to make them equal. Yeah, instead of being like his, yeah, I completely agree. Jambeard says, see, I'm hoping the kid is Elrod. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. Uh, Riddle interview. Oh the, oh, the kid. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Took me a second. We got the Riddle interview. Rollins implies he's going to retire. He's not. And uh, this wasn't a strong Riddle promo. We knew he wasn't retiring. The delivery wasn't particularly inspiring. But he came out afterwards and he says, hey, Clash of the Castle, as reported by FightfulSelect.com, like three weeks ago before SummerSlam, we reported that it was going to happen at Clash of the Castle. And uh, Rollins and Riddle got into it. I love it. I like their their battles. Their 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 backstage fear battles that the stuff they're having out and uh, beside the ring they're they're making things feel a lot more spontaneous right now and i appreciate that but yeah clash at the castle i'm fine with this 
My favorite part of all of this was like Seth Rollins throwing in all these like little jokes here and there, right? Where he's like saying, where first he's talking about retiring him. He's talking about him being in his mother's basement and how he should start a farm because he heard it's very lucrative and this and that. And all of these other little jokes that he was like throwing in here. But my favorite part of this was that Matt Riddle was like, I'm not in my mother's basement. And then he gets back <laughs> up and I'm like, yeah, bro, this is a little too nice to be your mother's basement. Um, but this was really funny. And I, uh, I enjoyed the interaction between both of them i thought this was a good way to keep yeah keep building this up until we get to clash at the castle orion ben says sean took the elias family pick the kid was breeze i don't, I don't get it <laughs> um but we've got uh the, again the riddle rollins thing set, setting up the match we got veer back he destroys a jobber the jobber was kind of elusive though and i've noticed a lot of times now they're using some bigger enhancement talent, which I think is good. You should, because you don't want them to always beat 120 pound guys. But um, I like this. Veer ended up outsmarting him, beating him, crushing him. Cool. Whatever. I just, I just want to see him move on to real opponents already. I missed all of this. I saw him come out and I saw the ending, but I missed everything in between because I was doing something on Twitter, I think. But, um, Big fat I, I think this is basically them telling us, hey, Veer's still here because the last couple of weeks we were like questioning it. We we're like, where's Veer? He took forever to come and now he's gone. Drew McIntyre comes out, says there have been reports, FightfulSelect.com, that he's dealing with a back injury, and he is. It doesn't require surgery. But they took him off the road this past weekend. Um, they're, they're sort of lightening his schedule a little bit. And he said it's from carrying everybody in WWE and Kevin Owens comes out and he cuts a very passionate promo and drew cuts one right back. Like I can't even begin to cover all of the things that they covered, but it felt real and passionate and it felt like more. They were yelling out than at each other. You know what I mean? It's like they, they both had grievances to air and it felt like really neither one of them, were about one another as much as they were about as a whole. Just, they were doing group therapy here. <laughs> and I mean, when you're taking 20 loads, like uh, drew McIntyre was sometimes you need some therapy. All right. Well, there's lots to talk about here. There sure is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so hold on. Should I keep going? Cause you look like you want to laugh about something. Oh, I want to laugh about a lot of things, but please go All ahead. All right. Well, I'm just going to ignore you and tell what I need to say here because this was legitimately one of my favorite things that we have seen Amazing. on Raw in a legitimately long time. So when I think back about some of the stuff that I've seen recently in WWE TV, uh, SmackDown, the last really great thing that I remember loving was the Roman Reigns-Matt Riddle uh, match that they have. Um, Raw, I hadn't had one in a, quite a while. I think... God, I think the last time was like a really good triple threat that we got with Drew McIntyre. I think it was AJ and somebody else. And I forget who, um, but I remember it being really great. And that was like the last thing that I remember really being really legitimately good on raw and fast forward to this here, everything from the promo uh, to the match. I know that we'll talk about the finish later on in the match itself later on, because that's, you know, question. Eh, everyone's gonna have different opinions on that, but the match itself 
And the body of the match and the promo work was absolutely phenomenal. Now, I want to talk about um, there was a lot that Drew McIntyre said in this that I think really hit hard. And by that, he was talking about how, you know, he's carried the loads of, you know, he said that his back was hurting because he's heard he's carried the load of uh, three men. Uh, stop laughing. I know why you're laughing now. Why? Three why am I laughing? Why am I laughing? Because a load. I know what a load is, Sean. Okay, I'm not stupid. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Denise. Now you have me second-guessing everything. <laughs> Denise. Whoa. Okay, moving Chill on. out. <laughs> there are probably... You've got me on the edge of my nerves here. Okay, continuing Denise. on with what I'm trying to say. Hold on. Wait, you can't just gloss that over. I'm that trying was... to get back to the Why did you here, think that I was, I was laughing here. about loads? What are you Because your face, you were like... <laughs> no, I, I'm just... I'm I'm listening to you do your job, and I'm I'm very happy that my 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 sub host, my step host here, is breaking this down, breaking okay, well, down each breaking down each individual load. Okay, so when Drew McIntyre said that he had been carrying the load of three guys in and out of the ring, I really like that, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because you and I have been at all of these media scrums and media events for WWE and seen everything that Drew McIntyre does outside of the ring. And I will tell you that he is one of the people that it doesn't matter if he's done five interviews, 10 interviews, 20 interviews, and he's been asked the same goddamn questions over and over again. The man goes to each and every single interviewer, treats them with respect, gives them a hell of an interview. And that, to me, I kind of read into it a little bit more by him doing all of this media stuff that he's been doing for WWE. And you know when they do those media events and all of that stuff, that's a lot of work, man. It's homeboy Drew McIntyre and Jimmy Hart at every damn one of them. They're hustling, man. Every damn one of them. I mean... He was so desperate for new content during our last interview. He was scrolling through his phone. We were looking at his Spotify, talking about Doja Cat. Like it was, it was great. I'll tell you one thing: he's never carried Veer's load. That's for damn sure. Veer comes all on his own. But so him saying like this is this you know this is not just a job. This is my dream job. And you know he's here on his day off. I really liked all of those things. When Kevin Owens came out and he basically said like, you come out here with your kilt. You come out here with your sword. What is this medieval times? <laughs> that was really freaking funny. I thought that was hilarious. I'm sorry, but that line rocked me. So then them having the back and forth together and just both of them talking about like, you know, Kevin Owens saying he hasn't held gold in five years and then Drew McIntyre doing his part. Uh, it just came together very, very nicely, especially the part where Drew said uh, about, you know, when he left WWE and he said like WWE, uh, I didn't call them. They called me that hit hard because yes. that that was good stuff right there, man. That was really good stuff. We love it when things come together, and this match certainly did. They killed it. They went out there, and they beat the shit out of each other. I don't... I almost never like DQs. I thought this one made sense. Now, usually, when somebody says, oh, well, you got to protect both guys, you can easily say, why'd you book the match, right? But for this, the crowd was so hot, and they were going back and forth between Kevin and Drew, that when the Usos interfered to cause the DQ... The crowd was not like pissed because somebody didn't win or lose. They were pissed at the Usos for screwing this up. And the Usos got actual heat for ending this match. So I thought that it put on a banger of a match. Uh, Drew and Kevin didn't lose. 
Kevin has made it clear every title belt he's after. He leaned over to the Usos and said, tell your tribal chief he owes me one. So he didn't have to get pinned. This furthered the Drew uh, bloodline thing as well. I thought this was really, really good stuff. It was a great use of a DQ that didn't make me feel like like it was wasted time because they had a killer match and a great promo as well. I think because the match was so freaking good, I, I had, I will tell you, my initial reaction to the DQ was, oh, you know, kind of like when yeah. the ride's over and you're like, oh, man, like that's it, it's done, <laughs> boo, right? But then afterwards, I thought, well, is this something I'm going to be upset about? You know, instantly I was trying to decipher how I felt about it. And I thought, would I have preferred for this ending? Would this have been the ending that I would have liked? No. But I feel because that match was so good and we don't get things like that that often on Raw that I'm like, screw it. I'll take whatever I can at this point. And this was freaking phenomenal. I mean, I, it just everything, you know, KO hitting all of his, you know, all of his stuff, you know, the cannonball, the moonsault, uh, all of the stuff that he was doing there, um, him doing the suck it and then Drew returning the favor and then doing it to him afterwards. I thought that was pretty hilarious. It, it was just a lot of this is the one match that I would say go out of your way to watch if you didn't watch Raw and you don't want to watch the entirety of Raw, at least watch the entirety of this match. Gotta watch this. It was fantastic. Joel says the load the veer coming that Drew carries. Is really killing the subs for this show. Uh, Staler says, who do you think dethrones Usos? Sammy and KO or DIY? I think it's Sammy and KO at this point, Denise. Um, Kevin Owens should be a tag team champion in the future. He actually mentioned it last year, like on his own with Brian Danielson. Or gosh, it was two years ago now, or however long it was, that he had never been tag team champion. Uh, but man, this was great. Dr. Sophia Bonilla says, SRS is the Rachel Lee Cook of the internet wrestling community. I watch Fightful over the other YouTube channels because Denise, Denise and other hosts are the best, most interesting and diverse content. And that's what we aim for. So, uh, But also uh, do check out Denise's channel. She's got a lot of great stuff over there. Oh, wow. You didn't promote my wiki feed? Thanks. If you want feet content, go over Stop to... Stop speaking. You brought it up. Quit bitching. Dakota Kai. <laughs> defeat a joke. Dakota Kai defeated Dana Brooke. Dana does still have the 24-7 title, but she whipped Dana's ass. She's the rightful 24-7 champ here. I'm like, I honestly kind of wish they would have had Dana lose that title before she had this match. Because otherwise, it really doesn't make sense to not have it on the line during this match. Like, she's 24-7 champion, but they are specifically not defending it. Now, if Dakota or Bailey said, no, 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 we don't want the mess that comes with that, that'd be one thing. But they didn't. But uh, Dakota whipped that ass. Uh, what do you think about this match? I'm glad that we don't have, I don't care about the 24-7 championship. I care. I don't care if they never acknowledge it ever again. I'm fine with that. Whatever. Uh, Dakota Kai getting this win. Great for her because this was her first, you know, her first, yeah, her first Raw match back. Or her first Raw match. Excuse me, not back, but her first Raw match. Uh, good for her, man. Quick win over Dana Brooke. Fine. Nothing too extraordinary, but it was great for what it was. K775 says, do you think Bailey's group is going to stay a trio or they'll add one more for all games? Well, hear me out. I have long said this. I've mentioned this on the shows before. I think the Elimination Chamber is a better structure for War Games. Because if, if WCW could have had that structure in the 80s, 
War Games would have 100% been in the Elimination Chamber as opposed to the two rings with the, the janky cage. They would have loved to have had a giant structure and had pods they could release people out of. However, there are only four pods. So if you have one person start, then you have one teammate in each pod. You can do that, and it works. Uh, people who used to play WWE games know that that was an option back then. I wish they would do it that way, like put their own twist on it. Joe A says $1 per load Drew carries. <laughs> Leo says, do you think when Sasha and Naomi return, they will win back their titles? I sure hope they do because they deserve prestige in a long reign. I think when they come back, Denise, they are going to be white hot and you've got to ride that. You've got to ride that and you've got to keep the titles on them, I think. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And um, I think that it's the, the right move because – Look at this is what they wanted, right? They wanted, they wanted a better division. James says KO Drew in the loads of twenty men. Good show. Joel says SmackDown is in Montreal. I think next week have the Usos attack Sammy and Owens makes the save. Crowd will be loud. I love that idea. I think that's a phenomenal idea. I I want that to happen now. Like they finally had it with Sammy and. Now KO takes care of it, and we've got a we've got a big tag team. Bring Sammy over to Raw. I think they're probably going to do the draft soon. FightfulSelect.com has more info, but I, I think that's a good idea. I really, really love that. Um, this is the first time in a long time that I've been excited for the draft. I don't remember yeah. the last time I was excited for the draft. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think probably 2019 was the last time I was excited for it when it was Fox and USA. Oh yeah, and yeah. there was that sense of optimism. However, they did like quite literally one of the worst six months of booking I've ever seen yeah. in my entire life. I'm going to do a full video one day on how bad that booking was. Like, and that was those were like the first six months you worked with us, and I know, we were man. Bearing I just everything. getting screwed. I I was here for the wedding, for the uh, all the other random stuff that happened on that show. Hey, my three year anniversary is coming up pretty soon. I think oh, it's man. next month. Well, Lashley defeated AJ Styles 22 minutes. They had a phenomenal match, no pun intended. 22 minutes. You've got the the video beforehand. You've got the in-ring introductions. Triple H has made the United States title matter. Denise, how many interviews did we see? I'll tell you how many. Just go ahead and count up everybody who's won the Intercontinental or U.S. title over the last five years, and they probably did an interview saying, I want to make the United States title this again, or I want the IC title to be the workhorse title. We saw it a hundred times and it wasn't their fault. It was never their fault. It was Vince McMahon's fault because Vince McMahon didn't have an interest in that. All of a sudden, all of a sudden we've got this match going 22 minutes. We had a tournament that helped develop Ciampa and get a title match there. We've got Gunther and Nakamura in the main event of SmackDown for the IC title because it matters. And this match killed it. This match was fantastic. Dude, and they have to. They really have to because Roman Reigns, your champ, your double champ, is he's not here. So it's like, okay, well, what else is going to be the top belts for your your rosters? You know, they got to, you know, re-liven up both the U.S. and the IC titles. And they did just, even just the little video packages, oh, they helped so much. They helped so much. And you would think like, oh, like that wouldn't help a lot, but it really did. And uh, having a match like this with Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles here tonight, it was a really good one. Uh, it was long. Uh, 
I didn't like it as much as the uh, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens match. I think they were two totally different spectrums for me. But regardless, I still thought it was a great match. But uh, I don't think it got me as excited, nowhere near as excited or as heavily invested as I was in the Kevin Owens, uh, Drew McIntyre match. So for me, it had this match occurred on tonight's show and had that Drew Kevin Owens match not happen. This would have been like, oh man, what a great, I would have loved it even more. But because of, because of the other match, I, I kind of like this one a little bit less. It was a pay-per-view quality raw in the ring. Like the matches were so good. And you know what? We didn't have the world champion on the show. We didn't have edge on the show. Street profits and American alpha were on main event. We don't need them every week. We don't need to see the same exact people every week. You can let them have a week off. Let us miss them a little bit and then put on some bangers like this. And I'll tell you what I loved. A good wrestler beat a good wrestler clean because there ain't no shame in it. It's something that I always remember that Macho Man Randy Savage said. Win him in the ring, lose him in the ring. If you're good enough and it's booked well enough, it won't matter. And this was booked well enough. I'll tell you another piece of booking that I like. Um, do, do I like that AJ Styles lost in the tournament but got this match? Not necessarily, but he beat Miz last week. So he's coming off of a win. So he's not getting this title shot off of a loss. Really like that as well. Um, just... And they're really, doing a really great job stuff. with Bobby Lashley right now as U.S. champ, man. They've really kind of gotten him back up to a point where he was. Because remember when he won the championship and things were things were looking really good for him. Like he was super dominant, this and that, yeah. and things were going really well. Then he kind of went down the hill a little bit, and I feel like things are going, you know, they're getting back up there for him. So I like that. I, really, I like that he hasn't just been like washed away and forgotten about. You said that he was super dominant. Do you think that he's become super submissive since then? No. Well, regardless of if you're a dom, a sub, or a substitute teacher, you can use Manscaped and the code Fightful to save 20% and get free shipping. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. You can get that Platinum Package 4.0. It's got that Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. The Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Ultra Premium Body Wash, the 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, Premium Deodorant, Crop Preserver, Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner, Anti-Chafing Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag to hold your goods. This has so much. They're taking care of you like for everything in the bathroom, from the shower to the sink to when you go out and you got your balls waving around. Use that proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to protect your delicate parts and holes with the lawnmower 4.0 and the weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer and get 20% off and free shipping with the code fightful at manscaped.com. That's manscaped.com code fightful. Hit them up at manscaped on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. We would greatly appreciate it. Jambeard says triple H should bring back Tegan at the clash. Also, I know he's in Noah right now, but Thatcher on the main roster would be cool. Uh, Thatcher had a visa thing, uh, from what I understand, and was pulled from the Noah stuff. So I don't think he is in Noah now. He hasn't wrestled there in about a month. Tegan should absolutely be brought back, for sure. Man, I had forgotten a little bit about Thatcher. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. that I was reminded of him right now. Yeah. 
James says, why don't they have Bloodline defend the title separately? Having two titles seems like it should be a burden because you need to defend them both. Also, it seems like it'd be a better story. I, I don't know how else to say this besides that Vince McMahon's booking was very, very lazy. And he goes into stuff like this and thinks that it was a good idea. And then it was very clearly not a good idea. And they backed themselves into a corner. I can't tell you how many times I would post like mild criticisms and people say, oh, well, but, but this, they, they, how, how can they get themselves out of this corner? Not book themselves into it in the first place. They should defend one set of titles. That should be the thing. Roman defends one title. The Usos defend one title. They both lose them. And they are pretty much limited to SmackDown again, I think, Denise. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't mind them being, you know, just where they need to be and all of that. And I, man, it, it's crazy to think, like sitting here, thinking about how much we saw and how much we covered that didn't mean anything and so much of the same copy and paste stuff that we were seeing. I feel bad for like past Sean and Denise. Like I feel bad yeah. for having to talk a lot. I remember there were certain weeks back to back where we were talking about the same matches, trying to come up with new things to say. Yeah. It was, I don't know how, and it, what's worse is that Sean, that started to feel like a norm. It became yeah. a norm. Think and I, I never I never want to get apathetic about the stuff that I cover where I'm like, oh, who cares? But it, it got like that a lot. And it hopefully, did. hopefully it's not like that. I remember the most interesting thing I think at one point we were talking about was the an argument we had about the 24-7 championship. And that was like the Bad. best thing that we had to talk about in <laughs> we, the show. We like were, it was slim pickings. <laughs> it, it became a show where we argued about whether we should care or not. Yeah. Jambeard says tonight has revealed what Dominice Subsedo was using her NordVPN for <laughs> studying. <laughs> Shane Haas <laughs> says, do you think the Lumia or the Loomis angle could be tied to Gargano's return in any way? So Loomis popped up and they cut to commercial. Very good. So I did an interview with Eric Bischoff a few years ago before he went back to WWE. And one of the things that he said that I loved and it stood out so much was that WWE was so sanitized and overproduced that nothing felt spontaneous anymore. We had another situation earlier in the night where Ziggler in theory sent the uh, sent us to commercial by running into the camera. They did this with, with Loomis too. We know he's supposed to be there because WWE posted it on their damn YouTube and it did a million views. But this is what they would do if they didn't want him on there. And like maybe they've hired him back, quote unquote, but he's so eager to get back. He's just doing this. Like that would be so dumb. That doesn't make any he's sense. He's a psycho. That's his no, gimmick. But that's, that's not even psycho. That's just dumb. It is dumb, but there are a lot of dumb people in this world, Denise. Uh, no, we've got Jambeard. It's, it's supposed to be that he's. The way that I see this is he's supposed to be kind of like, fuck, yeah. what were they calling themselves? Oh, my God. the, Oh, my God. I'm blinking on that terrible gimmick that we well, were seeing for the longest time. Well, right now, Ryan says, was the fiend in the background of the theory and Ziggler brawl? No, that was Loomis's glove. Lorenzo says, great wrestling on tonight's show. Had a blast watching it. Love the Dexter stuff. And love that the U.S. title has felt important recently. Integrating this with that match. Uh, retribution is what you were thinking. Thank of. you. I was like, what is it with the R? Retribution. There you go. They well, were supposed to be like outlaws or whatever the hell they were supposed to be, right? That's what I'm assuming Dexter Loomis is supposed to be, where it's like he just came back and he just decided to run havoc, but he's not really hired by the company. That's what we're supposed to be seeing it as in storyline. Well, for those of you who didn't know, Retribution was only started because Vince McMahon got 
picked on on a conference call, and they said, where are the new characters? Where are the ratings? So he quickly established Retribution, had no idea who he was going to put in it, had no plans for it, and uh, there we go. Jam Beard says, the blackout to commercials tonight were great touches. The backstage fight between Theory, Ziggler, and with Loomis. I loved both of those, as I mentioned. Loved them both. And he says, personally, I'd prefer Johnny and Candice go to SmackDown, but now I want Johnny to return to unite his family in a large DI way stable of Johnny, Candice, Champa, Loomis, Theory, Indy. That sounds hmm. fascinating. Um, I would but- say no. I think really? Theory's already off doing his own thing. Uh, Indy, Indy, you know, she's still over on NXT. That doesn't mean she can't be on Raw or SmackDown. That's fine. But I just feel like I didn't love it that much on NXT to be like, oh, I can't wait for this to come back together. Oh, I love the way, but I think that, Ch- that, that Theory should very much be like, I don't need you guys. I don't need you guys at all. And maybe feud with one of them. Like him and Ciampa would be good. I think so too. I would prefer that than trying to put the way back together because I don't think that, I feel like we're way past that. And I don't want to, there's certain things that I don't want to see recycled. Yeah. Son of DAD says, congrats to Pina Colada marriage. (laughs) Shut up, Sean. Oh, I love it. I By the love way, I'm it. so glad my mom didn't tell that story. Oh, Ain't no one going to find God. out that story. Well, Theory defeated Dolph Ziggler. This match I thought was very, very good. But Emily says it was just okay versus Bobby and AJ versus Drew and Kevin. Should have ended with one of those. Thought Raw was almost par- perfect apart from the order. You know, I think that's a fair criticism. I think that one of those other matches could have closed the show. I probably would have went with Lashley and AJ since it had the clean finish. But I think that is a valid argument. How do you feel about the ordering of this show, Denise? I do agree with that. I don't think that I don't think that Kevin Owens Drew McIntyre should have gone at the end because of the way that it was set up. It was almost it just felt different. So I was fine with that portion of that being where it was on the show. But I would have put definitely Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles since it was for the title and they were really making it feel like something again. I think that should have definitely been the main event Um, for Dolph Ziggler theory. Like I get why they put it in the main event sort yeah. of, I get the WWE way thinking of why they did it, but I would have definitely swapped those two matches for sure. But honestly, like even though this match, this to me was probably one of the best we've seen for theory on raw in quite a while too. So I was a bigger fan of this match than you would think. I actually really like this because that's the thing about theory, like theory on NXT had pretty good matches. And I don't know how many people remember that, but he did have some pretty good matches. If he was in there with a good opponent. Okay. If he was in there with a good opponent, he had some pretty good matches. Okay, fine. And then we get into the main roster and, you know, we really haven't really been seeing much of that. You know, he's had some, you know, hits in the, here and there in ring wise, but especially, and you mentioned this a bunch of times, Sean, ever since the money in the bank win, he's been on a losing streak. This was his first anything. win. Uh, since winning the money in the bank. So this to me, I liked it because I felt like they showed a little bit more of what theory can do. So I did like this a lot more than I thought I was. And uh, outside of that two year gap between like, I want to say 2016 when spirit squad went away and 2018, when he came back, Ziggler has been on WWE TV almost like, for good for like god 2005 because he a lot of people don't remember he 
he showed up with Chavo in 2005 and was going to do the, the Kerwin white thing as well. Uh, but he's still killing it in the ring. Uh, he's still doing great. In Simmons says something about theory isn't clicking for me. I, I I'm there too. I'm there too. I need something else. And Jambeard says that he was wearing the way theme gear for the last two weeks. I did not even notice that. I didn't either, but I will say this. I do want to give a little bit of credit to theory because there was a lot of things mm-hmm. that people were saying that they, you know, they saw something in him and like, I didn't see it for like a long time. And I still feel like I don't see like, I don't see theory, like how you would see somebody, you know, that's, I don't know, like you, I don't see him like as a rock or something like that. No, by any means, I'm not there yet, but I will say this doing that interview with him at the WrestleMania launch party. I, and versus that interview that I did with him at uh, SummerSlam, was it Summers? No, it was WrestleMania. Whatever weekend we were covering. Yeah. Um, from that interview to this interview, there was a huge shift in the way that he presented himself. And that's very important. And just like the personality that he was bringing out in the interview, there was a lot of that there where I'm like, okay, I can see where they saw the glimpses of theory to put him in the position that they did as it came through on television. I don't know, not for me for a bit, but I will say that I did see glimpses of that uh, during that interview, especially the second one that I did in comparison to the first one. There's just a lot more confidence there now. From a booking standpoint, theory needs to win. You can't just keep beating the, the money in the bank guy over and over again. I love the backstage brawl. I like theory saying like, I I get it. You think you see yourself in me, but you're washed up. You're not me. Nerd guru says best raw in so long, thoroughly enjoyed it. I question the main event, not being the U S title match, but a small gripe for a really great show. Drew and KO was magic promo and match. Don't even mind the DQ. Got to agree with you there. James says, don't know why so many people have an issue with theory in the main event. Really thought he needed this shine. And it was a great match. Happy to see a strong money in the bank holder. It's like to the point where he had been beaten down so much that I was like, okay, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Oh, nothing. They're just having him win. All right. I don't hate that. I thought they were just going to like embarrass him and keep like embarrassing him. I thought that was the route that they were going to be like, because I remember what was it? Like the first week that Triple H started uh, doing things I remember that week, that first episode, Theory got beat by like everybody and their mothers. Did. <laughs> what was it? Uh, yeah, I think it was on SmackDown. I don't even remember anymore. So it was Roman Reigns, that whole thing that they did. I mean, the man was just getting beat left and right. So I thought, okay, well, he's quickly trying to undo what they did with him prior, right? But clearly it's starting to look a little bit differently now. We got Torch Crawler wrapping us up on Super Chat saying put Dakota and Dana in the spot it was put was really unfair. It was a total death spot. Well, it was it was effectively a squash match too, so I don't know if it was supposed to get like necessarily one of those types of reactions. But um, I, I think that Dakota and Dana did really well for the spot it that they were fine. in. Yeah. Denise, tell the people what you got going on. We'll, we'll give you time and a half. I know you're looking at that clock and you're I like... I wasn't actually... I wasn't well, looking you, at the clock. How, how about this? We'll start doing it at 1.15 for you. How about that? Oh, then I already got a brace. And in that yeah, case, yeah. I, I don't even have to keep talking. Exactly. Um, no, but seriously, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. As I mentioned on the show, I was at the WrestleMania 39 launch party and I got to get nine interviews. I was the 
only person that I know of that got Seth Rollins one-on-one on video. Uh, so if you want to check out that interview, it's really awesome. On top of that, I spoke with Roxy and Perez. That interview is doing pretty well. A lot of people wanted to get to know her a little bit more, and you got a lot in those couple of minutes. I spoke to Valerie Loretta. I spoke to uh, Nikki Ace and this was my favorite I love interview it. I ever. love your interviews with her. I love those. Did you see this password? Oh, my God. It's the best. We started singing. We were dancing. It got crazy Jeez. to the point where everybody stopped what they were doing to watch our interview afterwards i was drenched in sweat from that interview she's the, she's on my very very short list of people that i'll interview in character now too like i i'll do any kind of interview that woman wants to do with me she's a blast yeah that one was super it was crazy I, it was crazy and then uh Raquel rodriguez and there was just a lot dominic mysterio and it's funny because people were like oh she only did a short interview with dominic and i'm like yeah because this publicist said denise two questions he's gotta go and i got wow. three questions in you know it's one of those things but um it was there's a lot of good content there i think that i think people will enjoy it's a little mixture of like hollywood entertainment but also newsy wrestling stuff a good mixture of that I had one of those in Dallas where they were like, oh, AJ doesn't have time to do any more interviews. And AJ's like, no, no, Sean, let, let's let's get a freaking interview in. Let, let's get a good question in. Ask me a couple. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I have like a, a, a minute and a half interview with AJ, but I got two things out of him. I got that he found out about the Edge uh, WrestleMania match the month before and that he had pitched to face Triple H. So yeah. uh, also... AJ Styles doesn't like metal in your freaking lungs. Oh, yeah. Did you see I that? that? I saw that today. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> That's metal in your freaking lungs. So, yeah, so, but if you see a short interview, chances are it's because that's all the person had time to do. Well, guys, until next time, leave a thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. We're out. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.